0: Welcome to the Creative Thinking Podcast with Kim Thomas, a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. In each episode, we seek to inspire, inform, and encourage creative thinking from a biblical perspective. Through this Advent season, Kim will share readings, prayers, poems, and ponderances, reminding us of the depth and beauty of Christ's Incarnation. Find a link in the show notes to download the accompanying PDF devotional. Now, here's Kim. Because our faith is about more than just knowing, and it involves our emotions, we will need creative thinking to express the things that move us or the things that can move others. We need creative ways to express our reactions to the mysteries and the revealed wonders of God, to the things that are good and true and beautiful. And while doctrine and theology are absolute essentials for the foundation and the shape of our faith, for the mysteries and the beauties, we will need imagination and the arts. So today specifically, we celebrate the art of poetry— 18th century Great Awakening revivalist preacher and philosopher, Jonathan Edwards says of poetry, it is a necessity for the believer. You know, it moves our affections, he says. American poet and chairman of the National Endowment for the Arts from 2003 to 2009, Dana Joya describes poetry as the most concise expressive, and memorable way of using words. People hear it differently than other forms of communication. He emphasizes that for the Christian, poetry is an essential. Our Bible is full of sacred poetry, with one-third of it written in verse, the Psalms, Song of Solomon, Lamentations, the wisdom books of Proverbs, Job, and Ecclesiastes— These are all genres of poetry. And then in the New Testament, we have passages like the Beatitudes, which are a beautiful expression of using poetry for teaching. Then we talk about these things throughout the New Testament in more and more ways, and Joya talks about the beautiful passage where Mary expresses her joy about Christ and the Incarnation. He says that she speaks in poetry because the Incarnation required an ode, not an email. Ordinary language would not do to express the depth of her emotions, her gratitude, and the magnitude of the miracle. So here each Thursday on Creative Thinking, we'll look at a poem to support our spiritual practice of the week during this Advent season. Monday, we committed to incorporating the spiritual practice of silence, securing a little quiet, stilling parts of our day so that we could be in the presence of the Lord and to be more aware of the Advent news of His coming. In support of that practice, the poem today comes from a 19th century Bengali poet He was a novelist, an educator, and in fact, a Nobel laureate for uh, literature. And his name, let me clear my throat for this one. Rabindranath Tagore. He was considered the greatest writer in modern Indian literature. His writing is very spiritual. He's written on uh, God, the Incarnation, many parts of the spiritual life, but unfortunately there isn't necessarily any evidence that the gospel was a reality for him. However, it's clear that he sensed and longed for the transcendent. He knew something about God and something very connected to what we are talking about today. He uses a repeated phrase through the poem, he comes. And it's insistent, reminding us that God's presence is with us. Persistent and consistent, silently stepping through our days. Since Advent means arrival or coming, each time the poet repeats He comes, let it remind you of the first and future Advent as well as the daily coming of Christ that Bernard of Clairvaux spoke of in the devotional that we shared on Tuesday about the three comings of Christ. And so now, Silent Steps by Rabindranath Tagore, if you will. Have you not heard his silent steps? He comes, comes, ever comes. Every moment and every age, every day and every night he comes, comes, ever comes. Many a song have I sung in many a mood of mind, but all of their notes have always proclaimed he comes, comes, ever comes. In the fragrant days of sunny April, through the forest path he comes, comes, ever comes. In the rainy gloom of July nights, on the thundering chariot of clouds, he comes, comes, ever comes. In sorrow after sorrow, it is his steps that press upon my heart, and it is the golden touch of his feet that makes my joy to shine. Such a lovely expression of the presence of God with us at all times. I love how the poet expresses it that even in the dark or in the light, in the good days and in the bad days, in the sunny days of April or even the muddy days of July, he has a sense of the presence of God with us. And if that's not the message of Advent, I don't know what is. So I think we celebrate that in this poem and also, the need that to know that he has come, he sometimes is silent in our days. His silent steps, as it says at the very beginning of the poem. And thus our need for this practice, this practice of silence, where we sit and wait. Not because silence is um, nothing or silence is wasting, but silence is waiting, waiting for his presence to commune with him because he comes. There's some scriptures that I think tie in so beautifully with this that I'd like to read for us. Matthew 28, 20. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. In the good days, the bad days, the muddy days, the sunny days, all the times, whether we um, expected it or not, God says, I am with you always, and I think sometimes we forget that, and this is a good time to remind ourselves in Advent that He's with us at all times. Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you or forsake you. Do you need to hear that perhaps today? I need to remind myself of that. I don't know how it happens, but in the busyness of life and sometimes in the big to-do list, I begin to think I can take care of everything and I forget that I rest in the hands of a God who will never leave me or forsake me. I hope that's bringing hope to you today in whatever whatever circumstances you're in or whatever to-do lists you're wrapped up in. And then this beautiful story about Elijah from 1 Kings 19, where we remember that Elijah had just had this beautiful victory where he called down fire from heaven to lick up his sacrifice that was all um, covered in water, and yet God was so faithful to perform this beautiful miracle in front of all of um, uh, the non-believers who had tried to have their false gods uh, burn up their sacrifices. And here. Elijah had just had this huge victory, and then somehow, just past that, he has had this um, period of doubt, this crisis of faith. That happens to us sometimes. We have a season of victory, and then immediately we're down in the dumps, and we're just not sure about things. And so, he is in this cave, and here is the encounter that he has with God. Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After that, the sound of a low whisper. And in the original, that means a thin silence. Isn't that beautiful? What a great picture, a thin silence. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and he went out and he stood at the entrance of the cave and behold, there came a voice to him and said, "'What are you doing here, Elijah?' I would love to know what that conversation was like after that, what God might have said to him, what Elijah said, how that whole thing went down in that moment, and that 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 thin silence caught Elijah's attention. It's not that God can't speak in earthquakes and uh, fires and loud noises. It's just that at that point, he was trying to say, yes, sometimes I am in those big, loud things But Elijah, sometimes I'm quiet, and if you are sitting still, you can hear me. I love that story, and it's such an encouragement. Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12 will be our last uh, verses to share together today. And it says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. So there are other poet, David, from Psalm 139, repeating a lot of the thoughts from Rabindranath Rabindranath Tagore's poem about the silent steps. Poetry is such an effective way of getting at the heart of a thought or an emotion, So today, as we close out our time, our prayer focus is relief for the weary and the suffering, especially in times like Advent. It's so important to be aware that there are those who are weary and suffering from many different circumstances or uh, life situations globally and locally. So today, we'll close out our time with a prayer for that. And uh, if you'll join me right now, we'll pray. Father, as we pray for relief for the weary and suffering, I pray for hope and strength to be renewed, that they would drink deeply from the new morning mercies that you offer over and over. We ask for rest from anxious worry and courage to persevere in times that might seem relentlessly hopeless. We pray for those who feel lonely or forgotten who walk in seasons of transition. I pray you would bring others to encourage them, to include them, to see them, and help them to find a new way through their journey. Lord, as many suffer with physical needs or financial difficulties, we know your Holy Spirit is present to them, and you'd know you know of what they have need. Renew their hope, lift their burdens, we ask, Father, helping them find resources that will lead to relief in tangible ways. We are grateful, Lord, that you have promised to be with us always and that your nearness is our good. Be pleased to hear our prayer, for it is in Christ's name that we pray it. Amen. Thanks for listening today. Take a moment to leave a review and share this episode with friends and family. You can stay connected to The Village Chapel by signing up for our newsletter or following us on social media. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com.